This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. 420s this week, man. Who's getting ready? Woo! I, uh... I gotta be honest. I I have no issues with uh, weed. Matter of fact, I like weed. I, I think weed should be legal. Uh, you know, it helps, you know, people with cancer and, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it's not as much of a danger to society as people try to make it out to be, you know, at least in the past they have, you know, I remember those, uh, post nine 11, they had those ads where like, you think smoking weed doesn't hurt anybody. And then like, they showed like the second plane hit the towers and like, Guess again, motherfucker. Like, they actually... That was an ad campaign at one point. They tried to convince you the weed you were buying from your local guy was um, helping finance fucking terrorism. Which couldn't be further from the truth. You were helping finance uh, some other stoners fucking... uh, I don't know, stupid fucking... Whatever... The, you know, you get my point here. Some some dude playing video games. That's what you were really supporting. You know what I mean? Like, you were not um, supporting terrorism. That's a little ridiculous. But um, the, the reason I bring up weed is because I I, uh, I just really... I What I, I've got grown to know about myself at this point in my life is uh, I have no problem with weed. Right? Smoke as much of it as you want. I have plenty of friends that smoke weed on, like, a regular basis. They're great people. I love them all. Nothing wrong with weed. Anybody that's uh, super anti-weed is very odd to me. Like, uh, my buddy who's a cop, uh, he's super, uh, like, hates weed. Hates it. Like, he actually said to me the other day, he's like, if I smell it, I get mad. And I'm like, that's a little extreme when you're saying, I get that you're in law enforcement and for the longest time it was illegal. Now it's not. So I, I can understand how it's a little confusing for you, but like, you know, I think you just got to get over it, especially considering like his, his, he's upset about it being legal because he can't use it as a probable cause anymore. And I'm like, I get, um, you know, it was kind of a shortcut for you to do your job, but you got to let it go, bro. You got to let it go. Um, so I don't understand that at all. But what I do understand hating is weed culture. 
That's uh, that I get because I think weed culture is fucking awful. I mean, really, when you look at it, when you break it all down, if you're being honest with yourself, uh, the culture surrounding marijuana is fucking awful. Um, Cheech and Chong movies are not that good. Let's just be honest. They're not. They're not good movies. They're uh, very dumb comedies that uh, don't stand the test of time. And uh, I cannot bring myself to ever truly watch any of them. I remember they used to play them on Comedy Central early in the mornings on like the weekends. That was like my introduction to Cheech and Chong movies and uh, the only time I ever watched any of them. And I don't think I've ever sat down and watched any of them all the way through because I got so bored of, okay, I get it. Like, they're stoned and they, they're stupid. Dumb movies. They're not good movies. It, it, there's no way, shape, or form. Like, if I were going to get super baked and want to watch something, I definitely don't want to watch Cheech and Chong. You know, and then it's like even sadder that like that that's like all they have to identify by now. I mean, I guess Cheech did some other things, but Tommy, I mean, he just played himself on that 70s show. And then like he'll like do things like, I'll show you how to roll a joint, man. Like, all right. It's sad. It's a sad sight to see when. uh like, weed is all you have to your personality. You know what I mean? Like, Willie Nelson, like, it's kind of rough. Like, it's not, like, everybody's like, oh, old Willie's just out there burning joints. It's like, old Willie doesn't even have, like, an identity to himself, you know? I'm sure he's happy. He's rich as fuck. He's driving around in a van, playing guitar, and getting baked all day. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's... There's something very empty to somebody whose personality is what they smoke. That's that's all they have to offer the uh, rest of the world is that, hey, I smoke weed. Like, all right, so do a lot of people. It's not an interesting uh, fact of your life. So, yeah, the Cheech and Chong movies are terrible. Um what else? Uh, oh, Fish. Fish is a terrible band. They're not good. Stop lying to yourself. Stop trying to make these jam bands that do 45-minute long songs uh, act like they're entertaining. I mean, John Mayer's got this, the rest of the, the fucking Grateful Dead. He's putting them out there with, like, IVs and nurses. And they drag them all out, and they, they go around, and they play 45-minute long fucking jam songs and everybody goes back to remembering uh the time they they finger fucked a girl in the back of a van while you know in 1971 it's very uh you know i'm just i hate it i hate everything about weed culture uh tie-dye shirts are ugly there's nothing uh attractive about them hippie culture for the most part like, all right, I'm down with the peace and love, but, like, uh, patchouli oil stinks. Um, yeah, uh, tie-dye shirts are horrible. Um, living, like, you know, the, on, like, a fucking 
Living life on a commune sounds horrible to me. Uh, I like the creature comforts. I like air conditioning. I like processed food, I guess. I, you know what? I just, I don't, I don't like the, I, I don't like the idea that everybody loves to bring up like weeds from mother nature, man. So I'm part of nature. Like, and then they want to like roll around and dandelions naked. It's just a very, again, it's a dumb culture. Weed culture, it stinks. It's not fun. And you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Most people that are, you know, professional, reasonable adults that smoke weed um, are not buying into weed culture anymore. It's a fucking, it's a dumb, 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 it's dumb. I mean, even the activities, like what 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 has weed culture given us in terms of activities? Hacky sack? That's I mean, that's the game. That's all. It's a fuck. I mean, do you remember hacky sack? It's one. It was like here's this dumb little ball, like bean bag, and people you got to try to keep it up with your feet. It it's stupid. It was a dumb game. I don't even know how how do you even. Did you keep score? Nah, man, there is no score, bruh. Because when you're just, like, grooving out, bruh, it's like, it's about the vibes, man. Yuck. Fuck the vibes. Give me the weed. Leave the culture out of it. These people need to fucking... They stop. They're, they're menaces to society. They're not giving us anything good. Matter of fact, what they're giving us is quite awful. And I, I for one, don't want to see yet another. Because uh, even like the, the stoner movies that come out that aren't Cheech and Chong, like they're, they're just unrealistic. Like, expect, like they make it seem like weed is this crazy drug, you know? Like they'll take like one hit and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, whoa. I got to eat like 10 bags of Doritos, man. I'm so hungry. And like the characters just fly off the fucking handle all because they took like two hits off a joint. When like that's not really what happens. You kind of just kind of just get a little, you know, little socially awkward, maybe a little fucking tired. Yeah, you're hungry. You want to kind of just mellow out on a couch and turn something good on the television and then you know you you eat something and you pass out and that's it like it's not it's not anything like these movies and the mu oh, god does jam band music stink it's so bad we're gonna play guitar solo for 27 minutes like ugh. i i love that they love to say too like we don't play any one song the same. And it's like, yeah, of course you don't. Because you're just fucking making it up as you go along. Which, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could do. I guess you could do it. I mean, I, I kind of do it with this. But, like, imagine if I just got really stoned before every podcast. And was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week. I'm just going to let it flow. Because the vibes, man. So, yeah, I, you know, whatever. Smoke your weed. Celebrate it if you want. 
I don't really feel a need to celebrate 420. Never have. Um, it's not really a holiday. It's just another day. And uh, overall, yeah, you know, hey, keep the weed, lose the culture. The NHL and uh, NBA playoffs are back. It's going to be fun. The Knicks are in it. The Nets are in it. The Islanders are in it. The Rangers are in it. It's always cool when you got a lot of New York teams involved. Um, you know, this is actually a very fun sports time of year because of the NHL and NBA playoffs. I, it's like the last hurrah before sports kind of go, like, summertime sports just kind of die for me. Like, I'll fuck around with a little bit of WNBA here and there because I respect women. That's right. I, that's, I will always like to make that point. I believe in women, and I believe that they hit their free throws. So that's why I watch the WNBA in the summer. But overall, I don't, and it should be a good season, actually, in the WNBA. Right? Brittany Griner's coming back. She's going to, I mean, she's got to ball out. We know that. She's got to ball out. Got to make that, make that Russian thing look, look right. Triple doubles every night. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for WNBA eventually. But, uh, you know, summertime it is overall. It's like a time of year where sports wind down for me. I'm not really uh, a baseball guy. And I kind of just use the summer to, to tool up and gear up for football. So this is like the last hurrah of sports for a little while is the, the NBA, NHL playoffs. Um, and it's fun. I, I like... Uh, both sports and I can understand that like you know uh, everybody's got personal preferences you know I don't expect everybody to like basketball or everybody to like hockey but I can't help but notice especially uh, hanging out at a lot of bars where uh, everybody's white everybody's white because I grow up in a real white person neighborhood. So all the bars I hang out, there's there's very uh, little uh, mix of culture, if you will. And uh, so I can't help but find myself a little uh, baffled when I see um, the reactions that I get, that people give me. Because I, I like the NBA playoffs because I bet on them, right? More than anything. That's what I like about sports is I gamble on them. They're fun. So uh, I'll be sitting at the bar and I'll put on a basketball game and somebody, you know, some dude will look up the NBA. They're a bunch of crybabies if you ask me. I don't watch the NBA. I want to watch a real sport like hockey. Because those guys, you know, they're, they're tough. They're, be- like, they go on, like, a huge rant. And, you know, you j- like, you're just waiting for it because you just want to be like, what is it about the NBA that's so different than the NHL? If I could only figure out if there was some sort of uh, difference that's clear and obvious about the product that I'm seeing on the television. 
If only I could figure that out. Oh, wait, I can. Yes, that's, you get where I'm going here if you're paying attention. Because the NBA is made up of mainly black people. The NHL is made up of mainly white people. So I can't help but notice that there's this like low-key like racist thing where every white person needs to let you know that the NHL playoffs are so much more exciting than the NBA playoffs. They have to let you know every time. I mean, they're so much better. And it's like, that's not an inaccurate statement, by the way, either. It, they are better. The NHL is a better product because the games are closer. There's more parity in the NHL. And the NBA, the team with the best fucking two players in the league is going to destroy everybody else because at the end of the day in the NBA five guys are on the court and five guys are on the court for basically the entire game especially in the playoffs so there's obvious um that you know there's an obvious talent disparity that takes place in the NBA playoffs because the best players play the entire there's no rest so anyway the, the point is there's a logical answer to why one product is better than the other, but I can't help but notice that there's way too many white people running around to gloat about it, like as if it's some sort of victory for for them or, or some victory for the race. Like I don't, I don't get it. So it's like it's just kind of awkward. Like stop being like openly celebrating racism. I I, I can't. I can't understand it. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's still an exciting sports time of year. I already explained all the dumb things about weed culture. You know, it should be part, I think, the new part. I, I want to introduce something new to weed culture, and I want it to be good. And that's why I say that stoners need to support this podcast. You're a degenerate in your own way. So, hey, everybody, subscribe, rate, and review. When you spark up your, your fucking joints on hit the bong on 420, give a total degenerate podcast a listen. We'll make you laugh more than the whatever shitty movie you think is uh, amazing while you're high. It's not amazing. This podcast is, uh, this podcast is though. Follow the podcast at uh, Total Degenerate Podcast on Instagram for uh, great, amazing content, constantly flowing and never, never ceasing. Everybody believes me on that. So, uh, yeah, you know, do the right thing. <clears throat> don't be a don't be a coward. Don't live your life. Um, sheltering yourself from the great things. I, I don't know. Whatever. I. I this week's call to action stinks. Whatever. Fuck off. But don't fuck off, actually. Uh, fuck on. Fuck on and uh, listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. And for those I already have, as always, I like to say thank you. I was uh, talking with an old coworker the other day, and they reminded me about a really funny situation that was going on at work a while ago. 
So we had this guy who uh, worked in the back a while ago for the sake of conversation. We'll just call him George. So George, um, George was a interesting character because George was married and his wife worked down the street from the from the pizza place. So they would always drive into work together and she would pop in and visit and, you know, like they would, you know, there was always, oh, there's George, there's George's wife. Like they were kind of close together and obviously because, you know, they're married and they work in the same town just a couple of feet away from each other. And it's always nice. She was always a very pleasant person. And, uh, you know, it's. Gotta got weird though because uh, George uh, was cheating on his wife. George was not um, a faithful man, and uh, because his wife worked right in town, like we all had to, we kind of had to just cover for him. Like we were forced to be uh, part of his crime. You know, we were all very much complicit in. Uh, George's adultering ways because we are, you know, it, it became to a point where like he was bringing the side chick into the store. Meanwhile, his wife was right down the road. So there was like a lot of close calls. There was a lot of like, you know, hey, distract her for a second so I can, you know, get her out the back door so that she doesn't see, like, they don't see each other. Uh, a lot of lying, a lot of deceit, and it became like a game. Like, I remember on uh, George's birthday the one year, um, uh, George, the side chick brought George a cake, and then, uh, like, you know, he, like 20 minutes later, he gets a call from the wife, and she's like, hey, I'm coming down to the store. I, I got you a birthday cake. So now he's like, fuck, everybody eat the first birthday cake before the wife gets here with the next birthday cake. I got to make this cake go away. So he's force feeding. He made everybody in the store. He was like yelling at us. And of course, the side chick got a cake and like wrote happy birthday, George, right on the cake, like clear as day. So, you know, we got rid of the first cake and. I know it sounds like a big sacrifice eating cake to cover up somebody's sins, but you know, hey, I, I, I did my part. That's all I. That's all I could say. So, um, you know, it was a real interesting uh, situation, and it got even weirder because then the side chick started bringing in like her entire family. Like George got himself in too deep. Like George, like if you're gonna cheat, you don't. Uh, you don't adopt an entire second fam. Like, that That was the thing. George had a second family at this point. He was hugging all the kids. He had to bring them all presents. He had to remember their names. You know, like, this was... And he's already got a family. He's already got a wife and, and kids. And, you know, he, he had his own thing. Like, now he's got to have this whole second thing. So he started calling. It would be like, oh, the second fam's here. It was first fam, second fam, and that's how we we would always identify and try to keep the story straight for old George, you know. Um, 
is a very confusing uh, time period because, you know, you're constantly, constantly trying to figure out what lie to tell and, you know, pretending that the other one doesn't exist, whatever. Some were better at it than others. Others were on the verge of cracking. I, I, I die with the lie. So, you know, I was good. But um, one thing that uh, I always remembered, though, too, is the side chick. The side chick worked at Tropical Smoothie. That's how George had met her, was at Tropical Smoothie. And uh, she would bring in Tropical Smoothies for us all the time. And they were delicious. I, I, got, I love a nice mango smoothie. It was, it was like a party was in your mouth. And everybody was invited. It was an absolutely delicious smoothie. And I didn't want, I, you know, I didn't like the idea that George was cheating on his wife, but I didn't want to lose out on the smoothies, free smoothies, every time she came in. She, she didn't miss a beat, you know? It was nice. So that was nice, but I, I also can't help but think back on it and realize that uh, the lesson to be learned from this whole George saga was that uh you know my silence was bought rather cheap you know what i mean like if i'm gonna you know aid aid george in his fucking philandering ways like i should have tried to get a little more than just a tropical smoothie out of it to be quiet you know what i mean like i should have aimed for a higher goal like negotiations uh are meant to be won, and I failed in the negotiation process to uh, secure a better uh, payment plan for my silence and uh, actually, in a lot of ways, my my outright help in uh, making these uh, dual relationships uh, continue to flow effortlessly. I mean, where does it go? Like, if I'm willing to... uh, help lie to your wife about you cheating for, you know, the simple payment of a smoothie. Like, am I going to help bury a body for a bacon cheeseburger or something? Like, is that the negotiation? Does that come with fries? All right, I'll go get the lime then. I'll go get the bag of lime. Yikes. All right. Um, yeah, fond memories. So I, uh, the, the, I got, before I wrap things up for this week, I had to, I, I just got this put on my plate uh, this morning and I'm so excited to share it with everybody. So, um, here's the background that necessary on this to tell this story. So, um, when I, um, worked, uh, when I worked as if it's in the past, uh, so in the past, there was a guy I used to work with, uh, in another work-related story, a uh, different guy. We'll go with, what's uh, another name? Uh, Bob. So it was Bob, dude, right? And uh, Bob was uh, an interesting character at work because he, um, like, he was another delivery guy. And he his thing, though, was that he was never happy Uh, making a dollar honestly he had to it always had to involve flipping something it always had to there always had to be a scam involved with bob like because it wasn't just about the money it was like about 
pulling off the deal. Like the, he was like, he's such a art of the deal, fucking venture capitalist wannabe. And that's been his whole life is, and like, I remember it vividly because when we deliver together, he, uh, he would disappear for like an hour and everybody was like, what the hell? Like, so I'd be cleaning it up, taking all these deliveries and it'd be like, where's, where's fucking Bob? And it'd be like, uh, and then Bob would come back and he would explain, oh, well, see, I had to stop because I've been going to yard sales or garage sales. I was like, why? And he's like, cause people are stupid and they don't realize the things they have are valuable. So I'll buy something from a yard sale for 20 bucks and I can flip it and sell it for 50. People are dumb, you know, and he's like, and it's like, yeah, all right. So that's a $30 profit. If you would have just done your job for the past hour and a half, you would have made 40 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, so you're actually just wasting time. Like, it's very fucking stupid. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of thinking, though. Is he would rather make the 30, he'd rather make the less just to be able to say that he, he like pulled off this fucking deal of, you know, buying and selling because that's his whole thing. He's always trying to, he was, it, it, ever, as long as I've known him, that was his, his mission in life was to buy and sell his way to, uh, to greatness and so uh, after he uh, stopped working at the pizza place, he got into a whole bunch of different various uh, fucking venture capitalist ideas of shit. Like uh, venture. Uh, when I say venture capitalist, I mean it in the most loose uh, terms ever, by the way. I'm, v- I'm very I'm giving him too much credit, honestly, calling him a venture capitalist like he like. When I call him a venture capitalist, I mean, like, he would buy crane games, you know, like the 25-cent, like, dollar crane game that you'd see at, like, a fucking arcade or a bowling alley, and he'd put a bunch of shitty prizes in it and just collect a dollar at a time, whatever, uh, work out, like, he worked out a deal with my old boss at the pizza place, like, 50-50 split on the uh, crane game, he lets him put it in the store. And it was, you know, I mean, he made a couple of bucks off of it. That's for sure. But that's the type of thing that he needs to do. He's always got to be wheeling and dealing. It wasn't good enough to just go to a job and collect a paycheck. You know, like, so now he's, uh, (laughs) he's kind of disappeared off the map for a while. And now he's, but he's back. He's back and he's better than ever. As I woke up this morning, my friend sent me his uh, his new Instagram post for his card selling business. <laughs> so he's selling baseball cards now. And uh, I, I mean, this is going to sound horrible, but I just just to give you an idea of what this dude is all about. I, I need to play this fucking this video as close as I can to the uh, mic here. So you could just, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely hilarious in every sense of the word. I I, I can't believe it. I, I, I love that this is where he's at in life. Here we go. What's up, it's your boy Trading Card Tycoon, and I decided to 
just came back from the trenches to bring a fresh kill back to the cave. Nice little set run from 1956 to 1972. And let me tell you, the best part of this deal was the consistency of the condition of these sets. Almost every bar next to X-Men condition, which makes my job as the buyer a ton easier. Because when I can go in there and I don't have to do too much math, it streamlines the whole process. Listen, I don't want to have to go in there and do PEMDAS solve the area under the curve and all that hot shit i did in high school i just want to go in there and do a card deal bing bang zoom i'm out paid 40 grand for this deal i turned it into 50 by the end of the week i'll be making moves like this all weekend at hofstra follow me instagram twitter card tycoon my future tycoons i will lead you to greatness stay tuned <laughs> i love it i love it he's gonna lead us to greatness guys he's gonna lead us to greatness He's the card tycoon. He's turned his life around. He's, he's making 40 G deals and turning them into 50 Gs by the end of the week. He don't want to do no math. Hey, I, I deal with numbers all day, but I don't do math. I don't got time for that shit. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, that made my day. It really made my day. Like that. It has nothing to do with this podcast. Like, waking up to see that text from my buddy. It's like, you're not going to believe what he's doing now. He's the card tycoon. <laughs> what a fucking joke, dude. It's awesome. I mean, hey, God bless him. You know, right? Like, go out there and do you. Go out there and scam some old guy out of some fucking baseball cards that are worth a couple extra dollars and go go make a dishonest buck, you know? That's what this country was all about. Oh, man. What, what a fucking... What a treat. What a treat. And now it's 420. We're going big, big, bruh. Yeah, man. Go listen to some fucking... Let's go listen to the dad, bro. Ugh. Anyway, uh, yes, you guys have a wonderful week. It's been a pleasure. Until next week. Ooh.